0: To dissect
2: every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book
0: adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks for joining us and happy Friday, everybody.
2: Happy Friday.
0: Let's Meet the Crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and my New Year's resolution is to just try to find more time for everything.
2: I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies, and my New Year's resolution is to find more time for Madden, but also time for everything else.
1: I'm Kelly Lawler. I watch television, and my New Year's resolution is to convince my husband that we need a second dog.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Need. Need.
0: Need, not want. Okay, important. If this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, we would absolutely love it if you could write a quick review about the show. By doing so, you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a bonus, we give you a very special shout out on the next episode. So try it out. Tell us what you want. And uh, we love the feedback. Everybody wins. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter, we're at MothershipPod, or you can send an email to mothershippod at usatoday.com. This week we're going to spoiler town. Here's a clip. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. We're all in this. Till the end. I know who you are.
1: I know the rest of your story.
0: you fear it's the destiny of a jedi it is time that she learns her story That was from Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the latest and what is supposed to be the last chapter in the Skywalker saga, one that began 42 years ago with, of course, Star Wars 1977, as Brian likes to affectionately call it, and he's now calling it A New Hope.
2: Oh, yeah, I still did that. I'm never doing that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you recall last week, we gave kind of our high-level thoughts on Rise of Skywalker without giving too much away. This week, all bets are off. We are... Right in the middle of Spoiler Town. We're gonna to talk about every single thing that happens in the movie. If you have not seen this movie yet, turn away, go watch it, come back here and listen. If you are, then enjoy the next however long we talk about The Rise of Skywalker. So starting right now, spoilers, here we go. Um let's start with Palpatine, who's back, as we could tell from the trailers. What did we think of his appearance during this movie? The first thing I thought of right away was how the hell did he survive Return of the Jedi?
2: Well, we still don't know.
0: Yeah, it's still very just... He's just there and he's kind of being propped up basically alive. Well, did you know Some that sort if sort of you, Sith life support?
1: If you repeat a line from Revenge of the Sith, that's all the explanation you need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's... But what did we think of him in general in this movie? Was he good? Was it worth it?
2: Well... Hard to say. So, like, the kind of the cool thing about the trailer, when he appeared and started laughing at the end of it, was, like, you don't expect him to be back. And it's kind of cool. You're like, oh, well, he's back. That's not good for them, but it's good for us because he was kind of, like, the worst of the worst. But then he died. So, so you're like, well, how is that going to work? So, like, it just his appearance is fine. And I like how, like, every time, like, he showed up, like, it turned into, like, to a horror movie, which was kind of interesting because we had not seen that in a Star Wars film. But the fact is that, like, one of my overall problems with this movie in general is the fact that, like, if you, j- if you never watch the first six movies and then you're like, well, you know, you watch seven and eight and then you're like, who the f*** is this Palpatine guy? Yeah. And then like there's been no one, no no one said anything at all about like him or made mention of him or anything. Like they have other people in this in the movies. So he's just kind of like randomly thrown out there. And it's again, it's a problem of like this movie tries to tie up all the nine movies but doesn't even attempt to tie up like these three movies. And as as you know, so we we are in Spoiler Town. So The thing is that, like, he kind of goes out like a chump, too. Yeah. Like, after all this nonsense, turning the First Order into the Final Order, we're going to do the Empire 2.0, got super-duper Star Destroyers. Still, he kind of goes out like a chump. In the end, it was cool to see him back again, and he was crusty and craggly and, like, kind of fearsome. But what was the point?
0: I, (laughs) just as a joke, I kind of envisioned... On the other end of the shaft, where he's falling from, there are a bunch of Sith minions with like a giant blanket, and they're like kind of running around trying to catch him (laughs) as he (laughs) lands at the bottom, and then they bring him to safety.
1: I mean, so here's the thing: Star Wars is a franchise that resists a lot of in-universe logic, and there's a lot of suspension of disbelief beyond like space wizards. Like I'm talking about like like in-universe rules. It doesn't really have a lot that er that it follows, but I couldn't stop thinking about all the people who were taking care of him or, or aliens, whatever they were. His
2: death cold or whatever. His death
1: cold, I was just like, what do they eat? Where do they go to the bathroom? Like,
2: or all, are they all clones of his?
1: Are they all clones? How long have they been living? How much time has passed? How did he travel to Exegol? Why have we never heard of Exegol before? Nothing grows on that planet. Like, I was, I just, it was, like, a little too far. I can suspend my disbelief only so far until it starts to get, like, truly ridiculous. And I just didn't understand that. I didn't understand the Sith crowd gathered in the giant rock arena. Like, 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 chanting out some queen, we will rock you, essentially, to everything the, the Emperor said.
0: It's like the Palpatine reunion tour, basically.
1: I was like, oh, okay, so we're and like this movie was all about how like death doesn't really particularly matter, which is like, uh,
2: well, that oh, that's that's Star Wars on on the yeah, whole. Yeah.
1: But I was just like, okay, are you gonna bring like some Sith? Like maybe give me some faces. Like maybe if you're gonna like put Darth Maul in there, like give me a a character and not just people who are so literally generic that they're just hoods. There was nothing about them other than there were many and there were hoods and they were. Theoretically threatening, but also they were so like dumb and fake that I just couldn't even be threatened by them as like part of this whole villainy. The three uh, new trilogy movies all have a villain problem and, you know, they they tried to solve it or Brian Johnson tried to solve it by killing off Snoke and like giving the supreme leader title to Kylo Ren. And if this movie had made him a real villain instead of redeeming him and like they wouldn't have needed the emperor. You know what I mean? It could have just he could have just been a villain. But that's not where we went.
0: And they ended up writing off Snoke as basically a clone. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because he said he made Snoke and just like probably literally that's literally. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I honestly it would have been better if he like it was Anakin. Anakin was the was the, the big bad at the end. I would have liked to seen that, whereas like like there may have been a fake out where it was like you thought Palpatine was back, but no, and then it would have been Anakin versus you know Ray and Ben, I think that would have been a much much better ending, and I think that would have been a more emotional ending because Ray defeating Palpatine, her grandpappy is is only is only we'll get into that in a second that that there's no emotional core there, yeah, no. you know, I think you know they have a forced emotional thing that's it's a very much kind of like the um the callback to return of the jedi when vader saves luke by killing the emperor i mean they they do that a little bit with ray and ben mm-hmm. but this again this last minute palpatine thing just it didn't it didn't work well let's get to that
0: because that was the probably the big reveal of the movie which was ray is a palpatine
1: so you, so this is forcing me to believe that Emperor Palpatine had sex with someone. That is what this is forcing <laughs> us to believe. Right, execute and, Order
0: sixty nine. And
1: I mean, they showed like Ray's parents, like one of whom was Jodie Comer, and like yay for Jodie Comer, I love her so much. But I'm just like the the woman who was her grandmother is completely written out of any particularly important part of this narrative. And I think the fact that Vader loved someone was such an important part of the prequels an important part of how. He was able to be redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi, and I
2: just could I no, just no. And also, also where was Palpatine's son? How did Palpatine's son right now? What I mean, was he powerless? Uh,
0: apparently, <laughs> that's well. That seemed to he- be the crux of it. Was that you know he had it skipped to Jen. He had a son, Oration. got married, had Rey, and they realized Rey had force powers. And then the Emperor was like, "Get her over here, so I can make her the next the heir to the throne, basically," and then. That's why they killed the parents off because they wanted no part of it. But
2: that makes no sense then, exactly. Because okay, you because you see the scene where like the rando Sith loyalist guy, you know, joins Jody Comer, and then the dude's just kind of sitting there. Dude's just not pissed off enough to like to do the blue lightning thing up his you know up his face or something at that moment. Yeah, you're killing. You're saying he then just kind of like jumps out and dies too. It's like no. That, that makes literally no sense. If you're going full on bore with the bloodline thing, then his son would have either been holy evil or holy good or something. But he would have been powerful enough to probably stop someone from joinking his wife.
1: It does not skip a generation because yeah. Leia was a full on Jedi, they decided in this movie. So, you know, she wasn't just force-sensitive
2: a little. And you're talking about the Palpatines have, the, the apparently, the most powerful bloodline of them all, because Palpatine's, like, super-duper evil, and then Ray's more powerful than Luke and Leia and everybody else combined, apparently.
1: And she can do the lightning.
0: Which we found out, yeah, in that
2: one scene where they
1: Pretend killed she Chewbacca, died. and
2: then they didn't, but anyway. Th- that, now, I will say, that was effective when it happened. It was. Because it was pretty, like... You know, expedition heavy and like blah 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 blah. But when she, when those that blue lightning flies out of her fingers and she thinks that she just killed Chewie, it's just like whoa! You know that was that's the one that's the first moment in that movie where you're like, ooh, okay, I'm in.
0: But then they backtrack, like what twenty minutes later.
1: I I didn't ever think Chewie was really dead, but I did really like the. What I where I thought they were going with her in terms of that moment where she lost control and, like, was overcome by power. And I really would have loved to see, if they wanted a redemption arc, I would have loved to see Ray have a redemption arc. There was, especially if they were going with this Palpatine thing, she could have done something bad and had to be redeemed. And, you know, it doesn't have to be Ben's redemption arc, so it's exactly the same as Vader in Return of the Jedi.
2: I mean, I think what they're saying is, that, you know, I think, you know, what they think of her redemption is the fact of, like, how she keeps being tempted by the dark side because of, because of, you know, her palpatine But that's kind of always been, I mean, Luke was tempted by the dark side. Everybody's tempted by the They're dark side. They're all Jesus. Yeah, and it's just, what well, exactly. But, um, but, so, so it's, so it's, so it's, that's kind of like the redemption arc, kind of. So, but it doesn't really work because, like, like Kelly said, it's just like, well. Just because you want to kill the person who's trying to kill all your friends doesn't make you evil. It just makes you, like, kind of a human. This
0: gets to, like, the bigger part of why I, I'm i conflicted with this movie. I think the what it boils down to, though, is uh, this had an opportunity to establish a very interesting identity among all these other trilogies. And then instead, with this movie, I feel like it just kind of backtracked on, like, the greatest hits of whatever Star Wars is, which is why you saw all these random appearances and all these little nods to fans at the end of the movie, which drove me nuts. And then there was also the point later on where Ghost Luke is able to raise the X-Wing up and do all this other craziness. But anyway.
2: I mean, um, yeah, that's that's, that's just Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, let's go on to... Kylo Ren, a.k.a.
2: Ben Solo. Ben Solo Redemption Tour 2019! I mean, I
1: love Adam Driver so much, but oh my god, was he voting it in, in this movie. <laughs> so completely detached from anything that was happening.
0: He kind of disappeared for the most part for the last like hour of the movie. Because it was kind of... Until I mean, it was...
2: until Well, he should have stayed disappeared. Then it became the worst f- scene of... Uh, pretty much, I think... I, I don't know how many worst scenes there were in Star Wars history than that well, one.
1: Which that scene, one. then, are you discussing? Because yeah, there, there were a lot there, of crappy a cu- scenes with th- him. were couple... Oh, come
2: on, the stupid the stupid kiss. That was and like, awful. The, oh, he's, all of a sudden he's dead.
1: Okay, wait, so can can we sidetrack from Kylo for me to talk about Rey and the kiss?
0: Okay, we'll do the kiss, and then we're going to get back on the redemption tour.
2: But I think that's part of the redemption tour. It is,
0: yeah, yeah it is, yeah, definitely.
1: But I just want to talk about the fact that for two movies, we had a female protagonist who had no particular romantic attachments to anyone, and it was... Fine, and then this movie romantically attached her to so many different people. Again, th- this goes back to this feeling I have that this was sort of a direct response to a lot of the troll backlash from the Last Jedi, because a lot of what men who are on the conservative, all right, side of the spectrum hate about Rey more than the fact that she's just a woman leading the thing is that she doesn't perform femininity in the way that they want her to. And female characters who have no romantic attachments are at odds with very traditional views of womanhood. And so the fact that not only did they like take her relationship with Kylo Ren which was so good on the edge of that but never falling over into like the dark side of romance and make that so f-ing literal, they also made her flirt with Poe. They made her flirt with Finn. It was just like, she Finn had flirted to... with
2: everybody, though, so, you know.
1: I mean, yeah, Poe flirts with everyone. But, like, it was just, it was so antithetical to what made her good as a character in the first place. And it made me so angry. It just, that's not, it's sort of like making me think of, like, Sheer Sharonan and Little Women talking about like the only thing people think women are good for is loving, and like that's just not what they are. And Ray was such an interesting character because of everything else that she was, and it made me so angry that I like let out a noise in the theater.
2: <laughs> and apparently, and I didn't realize this, there was a comic book that kind of hinted that Shmi Skywalker, Anakin's mom, was impregnated by Palpatine.
1: Ew. Wait,
2: what? Well, it- I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get it back to it. So we're going back to the midichlorians here. Yes. Somehow some way Palpatine kind of did his little mojo with the midichlorians within Shmi and impregnated her.
1: So he artificially inseminated, raped her.
2: Kind of. And so I uh, I don't I don't I, I didn't read that issue. I just saw some like stuff online about it. So I'll have to go back and put it. But Okay, so if we're going to go with that, because that was always kind of like the weird, again, going back to Jesus, that was always kind of the virgin birth kind of thing. But if you go with that tack and then extrapolate, then you have, so Ben is kissing his... Force cousin? For, yeah. yeah. Force cousin. <laughs> yeah, or, or Yeah. Yeah, is it fourth cousin or Force sister? Oh, uh, like,
0: <laughs> uh, wow. Weird. Uh, you're not Weird. kidding. You're not but, kidding. But
2: okay, going back, so Ray has never been sexualized at all in terms of what she does or how she dresses or anything. She was kind of her own person. Yeah. And flirting with, I mean, I would rather seen her get with Poe because then at least you have the Han Leia thing. If this is all about, like, echoes from, like, happened before. Then at least that makes some sense. But but those two just randomly kissing, somewhat passionately, uh. impassionally as as the case may be, and then him dying. How how hacky was that?
1: oh god it was so hacky and it's just like star wars kind of exists in this universe where people kiss but like they did in 1940s movies where they couldn't use any tongue you know what i mean like
2: i've written a whole thing about like how there should be sex in star wars but good lord now i know now i hope not I know. good lord how what would that look like
1: i just i think that this movie made us think about sex way too often and there's something so pure about, like, say, The Force Awakens where you see these people and you're like, you never even heard of what sex is. You haven't had the talk and I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <sighs> um. Uh. So oh, the other thing that struck me, too, is, you know, there's a moment. OK, so they're they're fighting. Kylo Ren gets distracted. Ray gets him the lightsaber and then she heals him. And then he sort of has this whole like.
2: Well, and, that, and that's another thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah. Go but like, so. Leia knows pretty much she's gonna die
1: because reasons.
2: Yeah, so so I I don't know if she's weak or so it, she does one last you know thing of shot redemption for her son, so she reaches out to him across the galaxy, distracts him, so so Ray can join him with the lightsaber. Did she know that he she was gonna go join him with the lightsaber? Was that the whole point of that? So it was did she think three moves ahead, where it's just like, okay, I'm gonna go to save my son. I'm going to distract him
1: so he can die.
2: Yeah. So my mentee, my my Jedi Padawan ish, can can kill him, and then then she can heal him, and I'm gonna die, and then Dad's gonna show up.
0: Well, that was the other thing too. I thought. When I saw Han, the first thing I thought of was, I wonder if that's when Leia would have shown up, but because obviously Carrie Fisher passing, if that was, a, she Yeah, she died by change.
2: then. She dies. But not then, totally,
1: I, because her body's still there.
2: Well, that's a whole... I mean, that, we, we're going to get to the whole who belongs in Dead Jedi Club here in a second. But like, go, keep going with this. I was thinking
0: more of she dies, but then he's being reflective, and then she comes back as some kind of
2: like force ghost kind of thing.
0: Which then might get us into—is she part of Dead Jedi Club or is she not?
2: Well, we, we got we're we're going to look at the membership of that here in a second. But there's thoughts of like, was that the ghost of Han through the Force, or was that was that uh, Ben replaying in his own mind the situation before in Force Awakens where he kills him? Because there, you know, a lot of the same verbiage, a lot of the same dialogue, and everything, but it turns out the way it should have. I don't I don't buy that because Luke in Last Jedi says, you know, your dad's going to, I can't remember I'm paraphrasing, but, like, I'm going to always be, be hounding you and, and your dad will, too. So I, I believe that, like, Han's hanging out in the force and, like, he appears to him.
1: I mean, so he, like, wasn't blue. But, like, again, this isn't following any in-universe in rules. But I kind of thought he was just, like, you know hallucinating and he almost died, but it didn't really make any sense and I didn't like it. Um, And it felt completely fan servicey and not particularly about Kylo and more about getting Harrison Ford in the movie one last time and trying to go with anything that happened in The Last Jedi is just a fool's errand because remember, this movie never happened.
0: The other other thing I found wild, too, is we saw hints of this in The Last Jedi where they could kind of uh, Kylo and Rey could sense each other. And so they would kind of just pop up and see each other. But you could tell they were in wherever they were located. They were just, you know, so they were in different places, but they were still kind of together, if you will. Because they're a dyad. Apparently now there's this Jedi Postmates power where they can, like, deliver each other things. <laughs> and it's kind of, like, random <laughs> where, like, things from where one person is will go to the other. Like the, Well, they we had all
2: kinds of new powers just kind of get thrown out there this, this there's,
0: movie. Well, there's at the end, there is, okay, so you no. have Raver's Palpatine. They're going at it. Kylo comes back. He's got no lightsaber. He's fighting Knights of Ren, who kind of wasted those. Yeah. Chumps. Unreal. All the hype about that, I'm still kind of surprised. And then at one point, Rey does a thing where she puts the lightsaber back, and then all of a sudden, it pops in Kylo's hand. So tricky. Like like I said, (laughs) Jedi Postmates. And all of a sudden, he's got a lightsaber delivered, and here we go. It's... I mean, is that something that's legit anywhere?
2: I don't think I've ever seen that. There's well, nothing legit anywhere anymore. Well, we've had healing. We didn't. We didn't. We never had healing powers before I, this I movie. I wanted to
1: ask you about the healing powers thing. No, that yeah. was new.
2: Um, but that's like they they threw it out with Baby Yoda and this the Mandalorian. So like, if you watch that before the movie, then you're like, oh,
1: oh, it's okay. Yeah,
2: the Force people. If if you're into the forest, then you can heal people. But there, the, the, that got thrown out there. Um. There's, I feel like there's something, there was the, there was po- Jedi Postmates, and there was something, I feel like there was some other, like, rando, rando power that just kind of, like, got.
1: Okay, how did Kylo find minute. her on the other Endor moon, is my other question. I thought he was projecting to her the whole time, and then all of a sudden there was a ship there.
2: No, like, I don't know if they had a tracker or something, like, yeah. he was, yeah, or, like, maybe, maybe that's another power, it's just, like, GPS, they have yeah. Jedi but, Uber. Yeah, they know. They know where their their diet their diet I partner is at all times.
1: <laughs> Forced taxation of trade routes, man. Got to make a living somehow.
0: Oh God, yeah, we're gonna circle back on that.
2: Okay, but let's let's circle back now to De- Dead Jedi. Yes, Club. let's do it. Dead Jedi okay. Club. So, I already had a problem with Dead Jedi Club just just because they got rid of Sebastian Shaw and then put Hayden Christensen in at in at the DVD Re- in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, this, for the special edition because. So, original Dead Jedi Club was was Yoda, Ben Kenobi, and Anakin, right? There's yes, no, there's, yes. There's, no that's there's right. three, okay.
1: And this, and old Anakin, the one that Luke saw when well, he took off the mask,
2: right? And, but Darth Vader didn't go back; it didn't fade into the Force. It was just his body, because like, again, reasons. And so, but so he was built, put on the pyre. His body, not his, you know, he didn't fade into the forest. So then go did so so we're going back to, to now here. So Leia's body just kind of sits there in stasis for a while until and then Ben dies. Ben fades into the forest. Then Leia fades into the forest. So then we then we get the Force ghost at the end, and it's just Luke and Leia. Where's Ben? Or does Ben not does? are 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 we now taking back so Vader can be in Dead Jedi club but Ben can't because they kind of did the same thing I mean, yeah his more or less
1: put him in timeout
2: and why and the ha- final sacrifice and how did Ben fade into the force and why didn't Vader
0: yeah i don't know cuz at
2: least at least Anakin was a Jedi for a lot a lot longer than well probably equal time but he was but he was i mean he did good stuff as a Jedi and then he like became you know a kid killing monster but at least, but then, but then he doesn't—he doesn't get to fade into the force, but he gets to be in Dead Jedi Club. Yes. it doesn't make any goddamn sense.
0: No, it really doesn't. I did like the—I did like all the Jedi speaking to her though near the end of the movie. That was kind of yeah.
2: And, uh, Vader got to do that. So uh, it was cool. Hayden
1: Christensen, and I also noticed Freddie Prince Jr. in the credits, yep. uh, who yep. is in which animated series, Brian?
2: Uh, Rebels. Yeah. Oh well, they got. If they've done anything with Star Wars, you were in this movie. This was like the this is like the payoff. Yeah. Like if you got a Lucasfilm check, probably like in the last 20 years, you got to be in this movie somehow. Like doing something.
0: Yeah. Um Okay, let's go to stuff that made us upset about this movie, because it seems like there were <laughs> a we haven't things. gotten to the
2: point. There's nothing we've liked, actually.
0: So, no, this gets uh, So, I said this earlier about this trilogy having its own identity. Like, I'm fine with, say, the For- by the way, The Force Awakens, I watched it the other night, and that Love. movie's looking a lot Love. better now compar- comparatively. Um, so, I'm watching The Force Awakens. And, yes, there are echoes of A New Hope, but it's done in a way where you can kind of see the influence, but it's not in-your-face blatant obnoxious about it. Rise of Skywalker was, you know, that's where I get back to Luke lifting up the X-Wing. I'm like, why are you doing this? It's the exact same freaking scene with a different Jedi. Then you have the flyover where you see the Ewoks waving, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, you're really doing this? And it's the little things like that where it's like, I like the more subtle you know, touches where you see the influence and you're trying to give the tip of the cap to the fan. But when you're being this just upfront about it, I thought it was cheesy. Yeah. It felt cheesy. It was too much. What made you upset about? About the fan service of... stuff? Well, no, in general about this movie. I mean, there's I there haven't one... mentioned yeah. yet. Was there one thing you haven't mentioned yet that's like sticking out that you're like, why?
2: Well, I think it did... The movie didn't know what it wants to be because it, it, it throws in these like really kind of cool new characters. That like we spend five minutes with, and it's like you know we got to go, got to move on to like all the other fan servicey, you know, storytelling nonsense that we got to get to. Um, that that kind of annoyed me because it's just like there. I don't know how you get around that because you have you do have to have new characters in a movie, and it's like, do you want them to be bad, worse characters so you don't remember as much? You know, that doesn't make any sense either. But it it kind of goes into the fact of like this movie. Wants to be its own thing, but then yet, like you said, it wants to be Return of the Jedi. And it wants to be, like, Revenge of the Sith, but better. And it wants to be, you know, it wants to be all these other things, but yet doesn't know what it wants to be itself. And, like, there's parts of it that that really does great stuff. Some of the, the Ray and Finn and Poe banters great. You know, them together is really kind of cool, especially Poe. I, I think Poe gets a lot of good stuff in this movie that, like, his personality really comes out but and then you know him opposite Zori Bliss the Kerry Russell character that is a really neat character little Babu Fret character is really cool Jana the you know the form, former stormtrooper who connects with Finn she's really cool Finn, we still don't know what happened. Well, you know, where is he from? And apparently he has Force powers now? He's Force-sensitive, apparently. Oh, like, yeah. when, when did that happen? Also,
0: there was the whole running thing throughout the movie where Finn kept saying he wanted to tell Ray something, which right. I'm assuming is Force-related, but I don't know what it was, I but he never gets that he to it. he was in love
2: with her. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: That's what I thought, too, but I don't know if it was because he felt the Force and that's what he wanted to tell her, but they never got to it.
2: it and why would ca- you say it like that? Why would you say... I come back to... What movie was it where it was just like... Do you like me, like me, or do you just like me? You know, it's like, you know, what would you say in that? You know, so it's he's saying he's saying it as they're going into the weird um, quicksand thing. He's like, I I got to tell you something. I don't think it's that like I'm force sensitive, you know. <laughs> 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 sense. My but,
1: last words to you: I have this power and maybe I could have saved us, but I never told you about it. I'm kind of a Jedi.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to use the lightsaber that one time. Maybe I should have done a better job.
2: But oh Lord. But uh, yeah, so 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 that didn't make any sense. So I I feel like there's like moments that like it 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 was kind of its own thing and it wanted to be its own thing and yet it couldn't because we got to we got to serve all these other masters.
1: I talked last week about how they completely sidelined Rose Tycho played by Kelly Marie Tran and it still bothers me. Speaking of romance, they could have just done more with her and Finn. They could have really expanded on what they did in The Last Jedi and there could have been plenty of like romantic drama and like, oh, is he going to come back? Are we going to be together? Like that kind of stuff, as opposed to ruining Ray's character. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that in The Force Awakens, which I do love, as Brett and Brian do, one thing I really didn't like about it was that the sort of big thing they had to do at the climax was destroy a giant Death Star. And that was bad. And a lot of people said it was bad. And it was like one of the things that was most like A A New Hope. Sorry, Brian. And Return of the Jedi. And then in this one, J.J. Abrams was like, well, I gave you guys a giant Death Star. I needed it like that. So how about a thousand mini Death
2: Stars? It's. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. Star Wars.
0: I mean, the Empire First Order needs to work on their schematics. Honestly, it's like kind of crazy how many weak points all
2: these. Well, did have, have a weak. They didn't really have a weak point. It was mo- well, they had. It to was just like a e. little, little like they like everything had to go off of like one satellite. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Also, okay, if they could have brought <laughs> Again, it from that, that transmission tower to the one star destroyer, why couldn't they just bounce the signal all around the giant fleet and make the the resistance chase a them potato. around? Yeah. Richard E. Grant. Who was great, by the way, if we're going to talk about small things we liked. Richard E. Grant was just like, you know, if we were going to have a generic. Um,
2: that was so generic. Yeah. It was too generic for him. I mean, again, they might as well have gotten anybody to play that role.
1: I will say that one thing I also liked was the complete ham, hamminess of Domhnall Gleeson being yeah. the spy. And just him shooting the stormtroopers and then staying with like every ounce of scenery chewing acting he has. I'm the spy. <laughs>
0: It's so great. He was. I wish he was in there more. It was kind of
2: a bummer. Honestly. Yeah, he got he got taken out like jump too. So real quick before we stop, what's next
0: for Star Wars?
2: This is it. Stop it. Just stop it right here.
0: Well, there had been talk <laughs> at one point where Ryan Johnson was doing his own trilogy. Please no, no more.
2: I mean,
1: I don't think that's stopped. Off and Weiss are gone, thank God.
0: But how much time do you need? Before you feel like, okay, I can go back to Star Wars again in movie form.
2: Five, ten years at least. I, I don't know if it's gone to the point of like, because star, star Trek it, like is a TV show. It's not a movie series. Star Trek should be a TV show. I don't know if we've gotten to the point of like Star Wars should be a TV show. But I think Star Wars should exist as like Disney Plus series for a while. Or just kind of like, or in, in comic book form and and novels. Just expand what we've seen before. and But like, take five, ten years and figure out a if you want to do a trilogy, fine. If you want to do a bunch of movies, standalone movies, fine. But get get your crap together, do it right, and don't do it like this, where it's just like a half ass trilogy. Because now, if we look back on this, we now have one good trilogy. That's it. We have one good trilogy. You know, we have we have some prequels that kind of like, depending on what how old you are, you might like them, you might not. Then we have. You know, this new trilogy where, you know, you had two really good movies and then uh, Adat falling into the snow and in and, and two st- spinoffs. That, like, again, you know, some people like some people didn't, you know, kind of they were its own thing. If you like fun, you like solo. If you like warm movies, you like Rogue One. You know, it's just like they're they're kind of like palate cleansers. But it's kind of sad when you look at this saga. Only half of the movies are good.
1: I don't really want to think about it as a nine-movie saga.
2: Well, I mean, that's, yeah. what, that's what it is because they tried so hard. They, sh- they should have just kept it at six movies and then did seven, eight, and nine if they needed to, but don't think of it as a trilogy. I don't, I don't know. But they, they f***ed it up.
0: Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, about the movie is I felt like there were actually some good ideas for shows that could come out of this. Like, oh, yeah. I think – uh, Carrie Russell's character. I'd love to see a Disney Plus show with her.
2: You're gonna see comic books come out of like you're gonna see a Zori Bliss comic book, probably. You're gonna see, um, you're probably gonna see a Finn origin comic book and or novel. I also like
0: the, I, the, well, absolutely. I also like the idea of the stormtroopers that, you know, rebelled and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like a TV show based on them or something, you know, like that kind of, that whole. Colony or whatever that they were building.
2: Yeah, because they said, because Jana said like Battle of Ensign or something. And it's just like, when she said that, you're like, okay, well, there's going to be a Battle of Ensign novel. You know, because it's just like, that's what Star Wars is about making money for Disney in whatever form. And that's what they did. They just kind of like throwing out ideas.
0: How long can you go, Kelly, before you would want another Star Wars movie? Ever?
1: I don't know. I just want a different end to the (laughs) trilogy. I want Ryan Johnson to come back and fix it. Um, I could go a while. I have come around a little bit to The Mandalorian, so I, I, I wonder if there is possibility on TV. Although the sheer amount of television and the corporate clashing and dominance on television is also problematic for me, and so like, do I don't need any more of anything, but. Um I I could take a break. I could just go back and rewatch the prequels and try to remember what it was like to be ten years old.
0: Well that's making me wonder too, do people that were big into the prequels now see this as their prequels in a way? Like this trilogy is kind of their yeah. the series that ruined Star Wars for them and they're I mean, just gonna go back to I, the well, I think this
2: ruined Star Wars for everybody. This movie,
1: but not the other two. It's so sad. It's like they could have I really really loved The Last Jedi and the longer I sat with it even before this uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, the more I loved it. And then now that I see The Rise of Skywalker, it makes me it makes me love The Last Jedi more, if only because it seems like J.J. Abrams hated it so much. So those two movies were still really good and really important to me and they this doesn't like take them away. Nothing can ruin my childhood. But it, it does just make me sad that, like, a, a movie that I really liked that was designed to have a story conclude afterwards. Like, isn't ne- I'm never going to have closure off of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi properly.
2: The problem is Last Jedi was not a second ch- chapter of a trilogy. It was not. Almost like a spinoff. Yeah, it was a spinoff. It was exactly a spinoff. It was a standalone mm-hmm. spinoff. That's, that's what it was. And that's the problem. You had Force Awakens. Which had a cliffhanger, which we've never even seen in a Star Wars movie before. It obviously would go to something else, and then you had the spinoff thing, and the problem problem was you then had to have a third movie off of something that didn't exist in the trilogy in the first place. So you had so it's a it's it's not even a director problem. It's a head problem. It's is a overall no one had a clue what the what this trilogy was supposed to be problem, and that's why I mean I think you need I think if 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 these movies ever come back, they need, like, Kevin Feige at the helm of them. As, a, as as one person, as a creative force, looking over everything. Like, making sure, you know, just like what he does with the Marvel movies. Have a bunch of directors who who can do their own vision, but they stick to this story. Because right now, there, there was no story. The story was all over the place.
0: Yeah. Okay, listeners, it's your turn. Have you seen The Rise of Skywalker yet? Let us know what you think. We'll talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod, or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett molina 23 I'm at Brian Truitt.
1: And I'm at KLALS, K-L-A-W-L-S.
0: Don't forget, you can email us, too. We're at MothershipPod at USAToday.com. Uh, that'll do it this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producers of The Mothership, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there... How about you leave us a rating or a review because it helps other people find the show and we love the feedback. If Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Before we hop off, uh, this is actually our last pod of the year. Oh,
1: no. What a way to go out. 2019. Yes.
0: You'll hear us again in 2020. Next episode, January 10th. Stay tuned. Our first one of 2020. My
1: birthday. I will not be here. I will not be back. Until um, January 24th, um, because I will be at TCA uh, for two weeks of January. So I will miss all of you as I enjoy being in L.A. in January. God oh,
0: damn you. Also, happy 29th
2: birthday to Brian. Congratulations.
0: woo <laughs> Don't
2: Bye. lie. So many so many times I've been 29. It's a good, it's good time. It's he's, good.
1: He's only 28. Don't be mean.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, until then. Nerds out.
1: Later. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.